we saw this ad this week by this, um, it was just on Instagram, and it was for this shoe, and it was, um, I don't even want to tell you the company, because don't go and visit them, but um, it's a shoe that just wants to make it easier for your kids to put their, sh their shoes on and do them up. And it was basically, they just put their foot in and then the zip goes all the way around and up. Yeah, if you've seen that ad, don't, go, don't buy those shoes. I'm just like, oh, I probably don't sue me. But um, I just watched that ad and I went, why are we trying to make everything so easy? Like, why can't kids learn to put their shoe on and tie a shoelace? Like, why are we just, it's like we're trying to avoid difficult things or avoid being uncomfortable. Let's make it like shoes for dummies or, and our kids are dummies. They actually can learn these skills. They actually can do difficult things. So anyway, don't buy their shoes. You're not doing your kids a favor by not teaching them how to put normal shoes on. That was absolutely nothing to do with what I want to <laughs> talk about. So let's just invite the Holy Spirit to help both me and you this morning. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We know you're already here. We know you're already here. And we just welcome you this morning to just be amongst us and, and hover over us and do your work the way that only you can. And while you're doing that, if you could just help me as well, that'd be great. Um, you know, I was in worship and we were singing about Jesus, which is always a good thing to do in worship. Um, and I just kind of saw a, uh, just a vision of Jesus on the cross. Sometimes that helps me worship. And I was just thanking him and I was getting a bit teary, just thanking him for what he did. Because, you know, when he was on the cross, there weren't many people thanking him for what he went through. But then I heard Jasmine's voice singing out that Christ is risen. And I was kind of like brought to that thing of, yeah, I'm so thankful for the cross, but he is risen. And the same power that raised him from the dead lives in me. And so I want to encourage you that this morning, that's also not part of what I'm speaking this morning. That was a freebie. I just wanted to... Joe, as you're worshipping, I actually felt God show me that he's lit the fire in you. And I think you know. Um, but I actually see you concerned with how do, how do you keep this fire going? How do, you not, how do you make it grow? How do you not let it go out? And I just want to encourage you that he just said, keep, keep your eyes on me. In the same way that Peter, when he was trying to walk on the water, and when he took his eyes off, he started to sink. Just keep your eyes on him and you'll walk on the water. Don't look at your circumstances, don't look at your surrounds, just keep your eyes on him. What'd you say? Okay, you're welcome. Okay, so I was sharing with Cesar this morning that last week in the service I was sitting there and I don't even know what was happening but I got this overwhelming sense, like, like seriously overwhelming, like God just dropped it in my spirit, that the enemy is after our ability to reproduce. 
And it's not, I'm just not talking about our church. I'm talking about humanity. The enemy is going after our ability to reproduce. And do you know in the garden, I mean, it's not a new thing for the enemy, okay? In the garden, the snake didn't bother with Adam until Eve came. Now, you might think it was all Eve's fault. That would be dumb. The snake came when there was the ability for mankind to reproduce. And he attacked us then. So it's not a new thing. So what's our job as the church when this is happening in the world? When we see the enemy trying to stop us from reproducing, from bearing fruit, our job to bear fruit and to make sure that we bear fruit and to make sure we bear fruit that's lasting. So how do we do that? I'm watching this. Um, I'm watching this. I don't know what you call it. It's kind of a documentary, which for me, that's a miracle right there because I don't watch documentaries. But I'm watching this one and it's basically on um, a controversial issue. And that is, what is a woman? I know it's, um, I don't think it should be controversial, <laughs> but it is. And it's actually a really great documentary and I'm only halfway through. So it might not be great by the time I get to the end of it, but so far it's good. But what's interesting is that there's this guy is interviewing a lot of people who are experts. Experts. And, um, I mean, they are experts in their field. But what's missing is a definitive truth. And I heard another interview a while ago with a Bible scholar, and he said, the truth is actually a person. And that is Jesus. He says he's the truth. And so that should be our measure. We're not searching for the truth, even though there are true things that, you know, true truths, that can be a thing. I feel like that's a thing. Is that a, what is it, Sam? When a true truth is like a waste of word. Because if it's a truth, it can't be. Thank you. I thought you were a math teacher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Ian, for contributing there. Yeah, so basically these experts that are being interviewed can't tell you what the truth is and they don't even realise that they don't know. Like it's like really, it like you just have to. You, you've probably seen it. You've probably seen and heard it in the media that people are saying things are true that don't actually make sense. Have we seen that? Okay, and so that can actually be a little bit. Like for me, I'm like, what the heck is going on? It feels like very weird. But the Psalms are awesome. And they say, Psalm 1, verse 1. So he gets there straight from the start. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Thanks, Paige. 
nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I have liked that psalm for a long time, but I just feel like that's where we can go. Like when the world is not making sense, we want to go to God and his word and sit with him and not worry about the counsel of the ungodly or the path of sinners or the seat of the scornful because there's a lot of ugh out there, you know, on both sides of any argument. But when we come to God and when we come to his word and when we meditate on it, when we let it come alive in us, the word of God, then we will be like a tree planted by the river who bring, brings forth fruits in its season. Our leaf will not wither and whatever we do will prosper. Do you know that um, the first pastor I ever had, who I love dearly, he just said a very wise thing. He said, if the Bible is silent on an issue, so am I. And sometimes we can, we can think the Bible says something or we've been told the Bible says something and we kind of go to battle for that. But what we miss is actually the main thing. And I feel like the church worldwide and particularly our church is being drawn back to Jesus. Like being drawn back to him and being drawn to respond to him and to live in intimacy, in greater intimacy with him. And that includes his word the word. He is the word. And so that's a good place for us to be. We don't need to have the answers for everything else that's going on in the world because that, frankly, is stressful to try and, you know, deal with that. We can just sit and be with God and we'll be like that tree planted by the river. As I said, it's not a new thing that the enemy is attacking mankind. Wow, this is going to be shorter than I thought, but good for you. <laughs> um, I just, um, like, so some of you are probably going, look, I already get that. I am leaning into Jesus. I am, like, taking that time. But there's another level to that. Like, it's not just our lives. Like, like not even just, you know, our loved ones and our family, not just the community that we live in, but I think that we are a generation that is able to be part of a legacy of what the church of Jesus Christ will do in this season. Yeah. I heard a story this week about a South African pastor. His name was Chris, so we'll call him Chris. He, um, he was just saying that he, like, he's obviously older, and he was around in South Africa in the time that apartheid was happening. Now, do you young people know what apartheid is? What is it, Joel? It's segregation of people of different colours. Excellent. So he just said it's segregation of different coloured people. And it wasn't just that they were separated. Like, they just didn't have the rights, actually, of um, white people in South Africa. And so the Church of Christ in South Africa 
they decided that was their legacy, is to actually pray and fast. And they did so on a regular basis. And they joined in the victory when apartheid was broken. And they had such, they had the joy, they had the breakthrough, they had all of that. Even though God did it, they took it on as their mantle of in this season, this is what we need to go after as the church of God. And so I think if you want to go after fruit bearing as the church, like why don't we, like, I don't know about you, but I don't, I've been listening to podcasts on fasting. Before I started listening to this podcast, I wasn't really into it, which is why I started listening to it. Because I was thinking, and it's not wrong, well, it probably is, <laughs> but I was thinking, I don't need to fast because Jesus did it all on the cross. Like he's achieved it all. I don't need to fast to, you know, to move his hand or to see breakthrough because Jesus did it all which is very, very holy of thinking. But that's not why Jesus calls us in the scriptures to fast. He calls us to. But it's like we've kind of gotten a little bit comfortable. And we don't want to do anything that's uncomfortable. And yet there's purpose in it. There's actually purpose in you and I fasting and grabbing a hold of something. It could be for your family. It could be for our city. It could be for the nation. But we just avoid it because it's like, that's a little bit uncomfortable. I kind of like my food. I like my food. But I tell you what, like, like listen to podcasts. I might put the link in the e-news and you can listen to them, okay? Because it, it's such a challenge to... I am going to not be driven by what I, you know, my bodily needs. I'm actually going to be driven to seek him more and to actually, I'm not actually expressing it well, listen to the podcast, it's worth it, and then come and talk to me and we'll fast together because I know that you'll be convinced to do so. So next scripture is John 15. This is the classic vine and the branches scripture. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, unpleasant, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I've spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Down to verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. So I left out the verse in there that talks about if you don't bear fruit, because that's none of you, okay? I know that if you're here, you are wanting to abide in the vine, hopefully. Or you don't know what that means, and so you're interested in, what is abiding in the vine? I'm so glad that you asked. Abiding is like three things, basically. 
It's connection, it's dependence, and it's continuance. And so obviously, the branch needs to be connected to the vine to like, you know, be part of it. You've got to be connected. It's a two-way thing, the connection, the abiding. It goes both ways. You to Jesus, Jesus to you. Connection. I think that what the teaching that we've heard on the Sabbath has been amazing for this, for us to actually stop and like make sure that connection is there. Because we can get busy. I just want to make a point in one of those verses when it says that if you want to put it up there, page the one about hmm, can't even see it but I know it's there it says you can't do anything yeah, verse 5 can you see it? the end of verse 5 it says well without me you can do nothing I don't, I don't really like that verse because I can actually do things I can I don't want to but I can and so can you you can do, actually you can do things but that's not that's not saying that that scripture is wrong what he's saying is we can do nothing that will bear eternal fruit without him and ultimately I don't want to do anything that doesn't bear eternal fruit we want to actually, do we not? Do we not want to do stuff that's going to bear fruit for eternity? So connection, okay? That's two-way intimacy. It's actually stopping and having time. Number two part of abiding is dependence. And that's actually just one way. Because you see, Jesus is not really dependent on us. He can outwork his will. However, but we get to, we get to, if we're connected to the vine, we get to like draw from his strength and draw from him the calling and the fruit bearing that he has for us. We get to. That's pretty awesome. It's kind of humbling as well. And then the third one is continuance. And that's the Greek word meno, which, anyway, I wouldn't have think that means continue, but it does. And it means to remain, to stay, or continue. So when we're abiding, we're not only connected with Jesus, we're not only dependent on him, but we stay. We remain. And there's a lot of people at the moment who are going, eh, I'm kind of done with that. And my thinking, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying not to, I don't know every single person who's made that decision, but I've got to say that I cannot walk away from Jesus because he means so much to me. And, he, and I can't, like you know that scripture and Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says, are you also going to leave me? And their response is, you have the words of life. Where would we go? I don't know. I can understand people say whatever they say and they walk away from church, but but are they also walking away from God? I don't know how they can. Maybe the connection, maybe the dependence wasn't what it should be and so they couldn't continue. 
So I do want to pray for a few people this morning. Is that okay? And I wanted to, like last time I tried this, and I just want to say, I've kind of been trying some things out, like in my spiritual walk with God, um, and I just want to thank you as a church for letting me practice with you. And, um, and so let's do it again this morning. Because you know what, and I've got to encourage you again, is that I'm preparing this message. I knew, like sometimes I know what God wants to say, but I don't know how to, you know, frame it and get the words right. And then I read the scripture. Like, I just read scripture and it's like it comes alive. And I, you know, I go with that because it works to work with him. Okay, so, firstly... I wanted to pray for someone this morning. And we've got a great prayer team, but I want you to know that if you identify with any of these um, words, you're welcome to come out as soon as I say it, like, yep, that's me, come out. We won't leave you standing here by yourself. Someone will come pray with you. Or you can wait till the end. That's okay too. Like, however, just between you and God. So let's leave that there. And I also want to say that when I spoke over Joe before, someone else actually, someone else kind of resonated with that. And you can take it. I might not have said your name, but you can totally take that word. Okay. So, there's someone who's got a dream. You've got a dream. You can tell I've been reading Joseph's story. (laughs) But anyway, it comes alive. So... You've got a dream, but you're actually thinking, what's the point? You can't actually see how the world, with it, how fast it's changing, is going to allow that dream to come to pass. But keep your eyes on God. He will bring it to pass. It might not end up how you think it's going to look, but it will be a dream fulfilled. Someone else is thinking, you've just had a thought about, I need another income stream. Not you need one, but you're thinking about getting one. Yeah, God says yes. Do that. All right, someone else. There's going to be influence. You're going to be given a voice to leaders. It might be government government, or it might be a governing body. You need to step into the opportunity and not shy away from it. You haven't sought it, but be open to where it leads. It's not permanent, but your wisdom and your words will speak life and bring breakthrough where it's needed. I feel like that's not necessarily... I think it's a secular environment that that's happening in. Okay, someone else, which is awesome, has on their heart to feed the hungry, to like set up a food bank. He is going to bring you into connection. He's going to bring a connection into your life to see that come to pass. So be open. There's an opportunity, someone else, there's an opportunity to speak life where there seems to be an atmosphere to squash and to kill. God has given you life to speak and he'll give you the opportunity and the right words to declare it in that situation. This is kind of related to, this next word, kind of related to what I talked about in the Garden of Eden because sometimes we have like blamed Eve that it was her fault and I feel like there's women and girls here who have felt that they're less than because they're girls because they're female, for whatever reason. 
Maybe you've been told it. Maybe you've seen other people treated badly, but it's not the truth. You're not. And I feel like God wants to break that off this morning. Someone else this morning is being encouraged into a partnership and you're kind of being kind and a little bit open to it because it looks kind of good on paper, but there's a question mark over something. Seek God first, even though they may not like waiting and they may try and manipulate you. You need to wait for his timing. It's like Joseph and Potiphar's wife. She was hounding him, but he stood with God and his principles. Someone else here feels like they're locked into something, like you're stuck in a hard situation, but God is giving you favour in that situation and influence that will make even that situation be an ease for you, easy for you. Not many to go. Two, I think, so... Hang in, hang in there. Okay, someone else, you feel like you're isolated. You're actually floating and bobbing about in what seems like a vast sea. There are people with you, but you're not actually seeing them. It's very helpful. They are there for you and for you to learn from and for you to see God move. You're going to actually discover gifts on your life. You didn't know were there because this season is going to bring them out. And lastly, this was this morning. I actually woke up and I saw a picture of a woman sitting at a desk and she's wanting to write. But but she was like stuck. Like not stuck in a bad way, but just kind of like waiting, poised at the keyboard, ready to write. And I feel like God is saying he wants to come and put his hands on the keys with you and do it with you. So... That's it from me. So if the music team would like to come up and if you feel like any of those resonated with you and you'd like prayer, I would love to pray with you. We've got a team that will pray with you. Or if you're online this morning, you're welcome to write about it in the chat. Let me know. And... um, Yeah, we'll make contact with you. Is that right? That's right. Awesome. I'm just trying to clear this up for the music team. I'm not very helpful, am I? Maybe come to the altar. Yeah, Yeah, that's what Joe was thinking because Joe's all like you. And also, sorry, Jasmine also was thinking that. Anyone else think that come to the altar was the right song to sing? Excellent. And the eyes have it. All right, why don't you stand? Holy Spirit, I thank you this morning that you've been here amongst us. I thank you that it's you who does the work. Thank you that you've been stirring hearts. Thank you that you have, you have just... Thank you that you see us, God. You see us where we are and you care about our circumstances. Thank you that you called us to bear fruit and all we've got to do is be connected and dependent and to continue being connected and dependent. And fruit just happens. Amen. One thing I forgot to mention, just a bit of a picture for you. We came here from Shepparton, which is a massive fruit-growing area. 
And so lots of pears, lots of stone fruit in summer. But you know what I never saw a tree do when it was fruit season? This. <laughs> to try and get the fruit out. They just were. They just grew. They just stay connected. It just happens. It's not by our effort. It's just 